very good afternoon to you, our cherished and descending listeners. It's another beautiful and blessed Wednesday, and we're happy to bring you another exciting edition of your favorite business development program on Radio Masterclass. Masterclass is powered by Joy Business and brought to us by Goyle. Goyle, good energy. Goyle, Yenara, Yedia. Masterclass today is also brought to us by GH Genome. GH Genome, they say, our duty to decode. Masterclass comes your way every Wednesday at 1.30 p.m. and runs all the way through to 2.15 p.m. here on your superstation, Joy 99.7. My name, as always, is Yabanafo, and I'm happy to be the host for today's edition of Masterclass. I do hope that you're having a relaxing day, being a holiday and all, trying to get your strength back so that we go right back to work tomorrow to build our companies, our enterprises, and make our nation great and strong. Christmas is also just around the corner. I do hope that you're planning. You're, you're, you're planning taking some good stock, putting in place a plan to benefit from the bumper season so that you can show up on some of the gains as an entrepreneur, as a business owner. By all means, do plan. If you haven't started planning yet, it's still not too late. By all means, do plan. A very quick shout out to my big brother, Jerry Ajololo and uh, Santua Asari, who are ardent listeners of Masterclass. Good afternoon to you, and uh, thank you for supporting Masterclass. And a happy birthday to my brother, Jojo Ampadu of GCB. It was your birthday on Monday. You're also an ardent listener of Masterclass. So this is one is from all BGN members and also from Masterclass. Do have a blast, and thank you for listening to Masterclass. We continue our conversation and customer experience today. Last week and the week before, we started a conversation introducing what customer experience was. And so in, in this series of conversations, what we've done is we've tried to look at customer service in a completely different light, not just from the position of the one giving the service, but also from the position of the customer who's receiving the service. And we said here on the show that the customer is not another person or the, the person standing in front of us, but we are all customers at some point in our journey even in our daily lives also. Um, we've been privileged here on the show to have received some wonderful thoughts here from Esther Dukua Fusuhine, uh, who has shared with us some perspectives. Last week, she talked to us about customer experience as a strategy, as a strategy for your business. Today, we're going to be looking at the area of customer centricity or a customer-centric culture, if you like, and organizational adoption. For those of you who have missed out on uh, who haven't been able to listen to any of the shows, you can always go to our Facebook page and download the videos for the previous shows and watch them. But let me still introduce my guest for today. Um, very renowned Ghanaian, by all means, like all of our resource persons who come in here. So Esther is the founder and president of the CXP Ghana Association. She's the managing consultant of Ream CXC Limited. She's a global thought CX leader with a Bachelor of Arts in English and French an EMBA in Strategic Human Resources, a Certified Customer Experience Professional, and a Certified Customer Service Expert. She's currently a judge at the Contact Center World Awards, and she's also a founding member of the Women in CX Global Community, WISIX. She's a member of the Executive Women's Network, Ghana, and a mentor and a CX conference speaker, and recently an ambassador for the, con- for the Contact Center World in West Africa. She's also been named among the top 25 world CX leaders in 2020. Esther is currently the head of customer experience management at the First National Bank, where she's custodian of experience and service. And before she went to FNB, First National Bank, um, she was also the head of customer experience at Vodafone Ghana. My guest for this afternoon and my guest for last week and the week before, Esther uh, Esther, you're welcome to the show. Thank you, and good afternoon to all your cherished listeners. Good afternoon, good afternoon, good afternoon. Happy good holiday afternoon. to us all. Indeed, happy holidays. Happy holidays. <laughs> Let's make sure that we rest, because it's that time of the year where everyone is sort of tired and, you know, you're, you're trying to run the last lap. Mm-hmm. But by all means, we need to finish hard, so please don't give up. 
Now, let, let me start by asking this question also to you, our cherished listeners, so that when we do get interactive, you can also share your, your experience with us. What has been the one customer experience you had this week, whether at the saloon, at the market, at the filling station, at the bank, uh, wherever, at the Momo agent's place, um, at the Wachik you wherever it was. I want to hear that one customer experience that you had and how you think it, will, it, could, it can be better or how, if you want to commend it, by all means do commend it and mention names if you want to. But um, otherwise, we want to hear those experiences and, and just commend people because we've come to understand that when you deal with someone, the experience they go away with is important because it forms the basis of the decision whether or not they want to come back and deal with you again. So Esther, um, I'll tell you, I'll start with mine. <laughs> I'll start with mine. Um, so I went to the barbers this week. Mm-hmm. And I found that, you know, the duty of the barber was just to, yeah, just to cut my hair, really, you mm-hmm. know. But I, I, I find that he kept talking to me and making conversation and trying to show concern. And he was friendly, extremely warm. And when I left that place, I felt a bit more relaxed than yeah. I typically would have done if I had gone somewhere else. So um, that, was, that was my experience this week. I, I think it was a good experience. It was. And based on the experience I had, I want to go back there again. I want to make that recommendation to um, anybody else. Um, and this is how many cuts. It's, it's somewhere in Osu. So yeah. a very, a very shout-out to you guys this afternoon. <laughs> your customer <laughs> service is excellent. Well, yeah. What's your one customer, customer experience you had this week? Well, this I week? like that was it you good? Was it service bad? service is, is excellent. So mine was actually an experience because... Mm. Um, they proactively called me, and mm. I have to give it to them. Papa Cosmetics, mm. uh, opposite, uh, uh, I think it's adjacent to Accra Mall, mm. that new mall. Papa Cosmetics, Otubia is the one that I dealt with, mm. now Otubia. Very great personality. Um, I mean, she called me prior to, so she proactively called and said, Madam, you said you would come today, it's mm. a holiday, but mm. I'll be coming in because of you. Mm. I want to confirm. Mm. That alone was enough for me. Wow. Wow. You know, so she called proactively to confirm that is one. Um, and I told her I need to go to the, the hairdressing salon mm. before I come. They're in the same building. And she said, Madam, let me check on them. So she went to check yesterday, gave me a call back and said, they said they'll come at 12 p.m. I said, that's fine. Thank you very much. Proactively. This morning, she called. She said, Madam, you are running late. You normally get here early. I said, I'm late, but I'm coming. She said, okay. <laughs> When I got that, she said, oh, your hair, you are late. So you know what? Let me quickly rush and give your hair for them to work on it whilst I work on your makeup. And she did all that by herself, you know. And then when she finished, I was looking very nice. She said, madam, keep these glasses today. She, said, I've she is looking glasses. very nice, actually. You should. Yes. For those who are not watching us on Facebook, <laughs> please go to our Facebook feed. We're streaming live and you will see what she's talking yes. about. So, Papa Cosmetics, you said. Papa Cosmetics. Yes. Now, Otubia, I'm giving mm. you a shout out this afternoon because you've done wonderfully well. You've given me a great experience. That is what customer's experience is all about. So in the, in the context of customer experience, as we talk about it, you are a model citizen today. We exactly. should all try to be like you. Exactly. Let me hear your thoughts when we open the phone lines. We're not, we're not, we're not interactive yet, <laughs> but when we open the phone lines, let me hear your one customer experience this week and whether it was good <laughs> or bad. Last week, we talked about customer experience as a strategy and uh, there were three things that we, you, you left us with. Yeah. Let's do a quick recap, if you will, and then go straight into our conversation today. Yeah, so I think three things we went away with last week was if you're designing a strategy, you ask yourself three key questions. One, do you know who your customers are? Mm. Do I know who my customers are? Do I have clarity of understanding of what they need from me mm-hmm. as, a, 
as a as a business. And then number three, does everyone in this company or in this shop know the role they play in delivering that desired experience? to the customer. Those were very, very strong points. Please and please and please again. You're a business owner. You're an entrepreneur. You have people you pay every month. If they don't know everything about your business and how to serve your customer properly, they are costing you money and it's probably your fault. Share information. Number two, they need to also have clarity on what the customer requires. So you first need to understand it and then you need to share with them. And of course, the third thing is that we need to know who our customers are. You know, we said something here on the show last week that you are not doing the customer a favor. Mm-mm. Newsflash. Let me tell you something about the customer today. The customer today is sport for choice. You know, hitherto, there were a lot of monopolies about services and products. Yep. You know, so if you wanted a certain product, it's only one product. You take it or you leave it. Yep. Today, the monopolies are breaking. Yeah. And there's competition. Even more so by the commencement of the Africa Continental Free Trade Oh, area. yes. So you are sitting in Ghana. You think you are the only person who sells this product. Now, somebody from Cote d'Ivoire is coming to compete with you in exactly. Ghana. So the, 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 the playing field has become bigger. Mm-hmm. You are not doing anybody a favor, please. When you get up and you go to work, you need that customer. And you are competing with everybody else to yeah. get that customer's attention. Yeah. So make it count. <laughs> Let's go Definitely. into today's conversation. Yes, great. So um, today we are talking about, we have, we know who our customers are. We have a strategy, but there's one thing that is, if it's missing, mm. the strategy would not, I mean, work. work. Yeah. Uh, we always say that um, culture eats strategy. For breakfast. For breakfast. Yeah, I've heard that thing before. <sighs> what does it even mean? It means that you can put in the strategy if your people and the culture is not high there. Is not is not it has not permeated the total business. Then they don't know what they are doing. They don't know their culture. Definitely, a strategy will not work because you need people to deliver on that strategy. You know this culture conversation. Eh? I wish that you would do a whole session for us just on culture <laughs> because you see, I think we had a conversation here once on on I think it was corporate governance, mm-hmm. and then the resource person was talking about culture. Yeah. I think it was Doctor Tete Dumanya. Doc, good afternoon to you if you are listening. <laughs> And he made the same statement and, and he said, there is never a situation where there is no culture. Yeah. There is either good culture or bad culture. Yeah. But as for culture, there is. Yeah. And you remember back in school, back in school, when we say what is culture, it's a way a group of people exactly. is, isn't it? a way of life. Good. So how you behave, you know, human beings are creatures of habits and creatures of pattern. We do things based on our orientation. I've always said that exactly. people are a, a function of their orientation. Yeah. A classic example is, if as a woman, young woman, you've seen your mother cook food from the fire, serve it into um, serving plates and bring it to the table, and then everybody has a plate and eats from there, it is likely that when you grow up, you do the same thing in your yeah. home. Yeah. If you are the kind of woman who grew up and we dish food directly from the fire into eating plates, you that is what you will do in your home. Yeah. It's, it's, it's force of habit. Yeah. So. Yeah. Culture is a big thing, and maybe you should just talk about this more for me today. It's not a whole session, but (laughs) so that people understand why culture will always eat strategy for breakfast. Yeah, I mean, you you are so right. Culture, it's a difficult thing to to work on Mm. because we work with people, and people are coming from different areas and different forms of life. Senior, you know, this is how to do it. Exactly. People have grown up. Nature and nurture has taken course over the years, Mm. since childhood. You know, and so when they are old and they are working, changing that culture, that mindset, it's not easy. Mm. 
But if you get it right as an institution, as a business, you have arrived. Would it be right, therefore, to say that for every one who wants to, let's say, um, put in place a strategy for anything now for customer experience, you must first get the culture right? You have to get the culture right. The truth of the matter is I would encourage all organizations to drive the customer-centric culture as their strategy, culture strategy. Mm. Because that is, if you want to make it, if you want to survive in this uh, uh, industry, the industry we are in, mm. if you want to survive in the business world, mm. you need to drive a customer-centric culture, mm. not any other culture. Because mm. the customer should be at the center of everything that you do as a mm. business. The strategy should be around mm -hmm. the customer's expectation mm -hmm. and experience. And that is my advice I'll give out there. Customer-centric culture is difficult to attain, mm -hmm. but it grows. It grows. It, I will start by a definition. So we say customer-centric culture is putting the customer focus at the heart of everything you do mm -hmm. in order to achieve customer satisfaction and loyalty. So you can buy the systems, you can have the strategies, you can hire the people. If the culture is not right, if it's not customer-centric enough, mm. you will not have that culture, uh, customer satisfaction and you will not have that customer loyalty. Mm. And so you will lose customers, they will churn. And then in the end, you will not get the revenue you need, you will not make the profits you need. Mm. You know. So customer-centric culture should be something very critical for every business to look at. Not just any culture. I know we have different types of cultures in organizations. But let's make sure that no matter what culture it is, we add the customer-centric one to it. Because that is the reason why we are there. We should be That's deliberate and intentional exactly about, about it. it. it should be very the customer is my lifeblood. Exactly. The customer is the reason why I'm here. Exactly. If you have to recite it to yourself every morning, you know? <laughs> Somebody said, how do they know unless they hear? And how do they hear unless someone tells them? Exactly. If you say it long enough, you will begin to believe it. It's like all these um, inspirational things that we read. <laughs> Somebody said, if you listen to too many inspirational speakers, you go and pick up fights that, you know. But if you wake up in the morning and say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. You know, there are things like that that we repeat. Yeah. I am here to serve the customer. Th positive things. But there's a reason why every company has their, um, their vision and mission mm. and their uh, principles all over. Most companies have it scattered all over. Mm. The reason is for the staff members to keep seeing it and memorize it. And all and the walls are talking to you, the it's all communicating. You go, there's a reason. You understand? So that is how some organizations drive culture. The mm. sad part is they pissed it there and that is it. The last time I went to, I was consulting for a company and I went there, the reception was there. Behind her was the company uh, uh, principal. Bold like that. Well, the first question I asked her was, so what is your company's mission? As She didn't even know it was behind her. Ah. So, you know, and I have ever been in a company where the MD will let you recite it everywhere he meets you. Mm. What are our principles? What are our principles? And in the end, everybody was saying it, wherever you are. And you, you tend to live by it because you kept breathing it. If you say it long enough, listening you it, will exactly, believe it. Repeating it every single day. You know, so it's it's very critical. One thing we do know is everyone has a part to play in delivering customer experience or mm. customer centric culture. Mm. The people are actually the culture. Mm. So you have to make sure that every single individual in the organization is aware of their role. Mm -hmm. So what is your role? We 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 write down roles and how do we how do we call them? Job descriptions. Job descriptions every day. 
But do the people, are they even aware of your staff? So you have to let them know, what is my role? You are hiring me, what is my role? That's the first question. Mm-hmm. Who are my customers? Because we have internal customers. And external. And external customers. Yeah. And <clears throat> most of the time, staff who are at the back office have the tendency of thinking they don't deal directly with customers, so it's not their problem. True. You understand? But if they you won't pick their phones, know, they won't respond to emails. Exactly, because I don't deal with the customer. And when they mess up, they'll come and tell you, you go talk to the customer because you're frontline. So if they know who their customers are and they understand that you are their customer, the frontline staff, you are their customer. And so at the end of the day, you would rate them mm-hmm. on the services they're delivering. That's why we have SLEs. That's why we have all these things. You understand? If they have that appreciation, mm-hmm. then they will know the part they play in the overall experience exactly. to the customer. So you need to let them know who their customers are and then what they are supposed to do for them. Mm-hmm. So I am... Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, let's say I'm a, a back office person. No, who is my customer? I'm an operations person. Who is my customer? My customer is actually the frontline uh, customer service or mm-hmm. the branch. Mm-hmm. What do I do for them? I make sure that I work on all the requests they bring at the back within uh, eight business hours mm-hmm. or whatever so that they can be happy and in return they can serve the, 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 the overall I'm customer. an IT person. Who are my customers? Exactly. Everyone who's using the computing exactly. system. I'm a finance person. Who are my customers? So you need to let every individual in the organization know who they are, mm-hmm. who their customers are, and what they are supposed to do for mm. them. It is very critical. I call it employee hero. Mm. Because every employee is a hero in their own right. They come every day and they make sure that somebody is happy at the end of the day, whether you are the internal customer or the external customer. So they are heroes. And if you are able to let them know the link, the handshakes between them at the back mm-hmm. and the customer who is giving us the money, then they know indeed they are here. Let's spend about just one minute on the internal customer mm. conversation because sometimes in most institutions where the structures are slightly larger, mm. some of the support staff, like mm. you said, the back office staff, do not understand that your interaction may not be direct with the customer, but is indirect. Yeah. And therefore, your commission or omission of an error or action directly affects the customer. So let's say that there's supposed to be a transfer. You are the person in the transfer. You're sitting on the, on the swift transfer. And you're taking your sweet time to do it. There's a cut-off period. The customer wants the transfer to reach a certain place in China so that he will ship his goods two days earlier. You take your sweet time. Friday, cut-off is missed. The thing has to get there on a Monday. There are corresponding banks in between. So so what have you done? The arrow is is sitting in the branch, tearing his head because the transfer didn't go through. And the arrow has to go and face the customer. But you have also affected... The customer. Exactly. You may not be the one facing the customer. You've affected service. To the customer. And, and, and the sad part is, in this, uh, in this economy we are living in now, the least delay, because of the FX volatility, you have to go back to the customer and say, we are sorry, you need to top up before you can pay, your, 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 you can transfer. I was talking to someone just amount. last week. Mm-hmm. And I was talking about the fact that now people can't even give quotations for prices of of fast-moving commodities anymore. So while you are on the phone, the price is changing. You understand? And if we have an appreciation of how our customers feel mm-hmm. about this whole thing, we'll do a better job in giving them a good experience by ensuring that even if we are at the back end, we are doing what we need to do and we are being a hero in our own right in delivering that experience to the customer. Because, and, and I think that is why in most organizations, during the customer service week, they'll do the in-your-shoes program and whatnot. Come from the back, sit at the contact center, pick a few calls, and you will appreciate. 
you know, the fact that if you don't do what you have to do, this is how it affects your internal customers. In some places, what they even do is that, you know how sometimes we think that, and it, anyway, it depends on perspective. Yeah. So, sometimes we think that the managers are difficult. They're not approving it. They're not approving that. So sometimes there's a program which is, again, designed by customer experience, which says that, um, is it a, so you spend a day in the front line with, yeah. with, with the staff. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what you call it. I, there are different in things your for shoes. It. In your shoes. So you sit there. So you come and sit shoes. there and hear the customer complain. Next exactly. time when we're asking you for a You would... <laughs> yes. You, you would be sitting there your, on your high horse <laughs> being difficult about it. You know? I know there are processes. I always say that as managers, we have other things we look at mm-hmm. which the, the, the other staff would not appreciate. Mm-hmm. But whatever the case may be, you have to do it right and do it on time knowing that you have to deliver on a service to yeah. a customer. You understand? So, yes, we do appreciate our managers, but, you know, to make sure that they are also employee heroes, you know, they, <laughs> they shake their hands along the way. But it, it all comes together in one 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 goal and one agenda. Yeah. Why are we all here? We're all here to achieve a certain exactly. goal. Exactly. You know, we may be looking at different things and different processes. I may not be there when the auditor comes to ask questions. But I'm not saying break the rules, but if you're going to do it, do it. If you're not going to do it, say you won't do it. Don't don't keep me for four days waiting, you know. So I suppose the frustrations are all over. But the, what we are saying here is that we all come together to make the experience memorable for the for customer. The customer. So don't sit anywhere in the chain of handshakes and say, as for me, I'm looking to process or procedure. Therefore, the customer can suffer. Exactly. You know, it doesn't have to be a yes or no. The experience just has to be memorable. Sometimes some customers actually appreciate you telling them no, it can't be done. All you, they need is feedback That's from it. the organization, you know? the business. And one thing I've realized is the small and medium scale enterprises, the major challenge they have is the third party services. Mm. But because guess what? You need to be careful who you use for your third party services. Mm-hmm. For example, now we are we are I think the e commerce industry is booming in Ghana. Mm. We have a lot of sh- online shops. Mm-hmm. And they are heavily dependent on these dispatch riders to deliver items. Mm-hmm. And they forget that the overall experience includes that dispatch who is going to deliver. Yeah. I have ever sat in my house when a dispatch rider gives me a call and says, Auntie, please, I need a loan. Just because he's been delivering things to my house. I don't know him. I know him by name. But you see, now it has affected the experience. Like It's very unprofessional. Yeah. You understand? They need to be able to make sure that the people they are dealing with third party mm-hmm. are the right people. They believe in their culture. They believe in what they are doing. And they, they also benefit from the, train, the exactly. training. They invest, they invest in them as well. People say, oh, we don't know them. We are just working with a, a, a delivery company. And they mess up. They will come late. They will tell you, I'm coming this morning. They will come 9 p.m. at night. You know, and it ends up affecting the overall experience of they the customer. They show up and came from P. Exactly. And most organizations, we also ignore these third-party providers, like the security men, the drivers. We don't train them because they are not directly under us. But we forget that they interact directly with our customers. Exactly. They're part of the delivery chain. Exactly. They are part of the delivery chain. And they are part of the perception the customer will have Mm -hmm. of the organization. They don't know who they are coming from. Mm. All they know is they are on your premises. You understand? So we need to pay attention. When it comes to culture, all these people are part of the, the chain. Exactly. And so we need to focus on them. So with that said, we'll focus on six ways we can build a customer-centric culture. Mm. The first one is operationalizing customer empathy. What do we mean by that? We want to be able to empathize with our customers. And so we need to train our people, you know, to make sure. So we give them 
uh, uh, processes that are that's are embedded in empathy. We give them SLAs that are embedded in empathy. So when a customer calls you three rings, pick it up. When you have to deliver on something, you have eight working hours to do it. You are operationalizing customer empathy. Make sure that it is embedded in all your processes at the back office and the front office. And it's also a part of the training you give your people. The next thing is to hire for customer orientation. The truth of the matter is you don't just hire anybody. We have, we have skills and competencies we look at when we are hiring. Mm-hmm. So we have to be very careful. If we know that this is the customer-centric culture we are going with, hire people who are customer-centric. Mm-hmm. You understand? Because something you can train, something you can't train. And I always say me, I will hire, there, there are three people, there are three types of people. That is those who are willing but unable, mm-hmm. and those who are able and unwilling, mm-hmm. and those who are unable and unwilling. <laughs> Yeah. Me, I will always hire those who are willing but unable because guess what? You can train them to be able. Mm. So far as they are willing, you can train them to be able. Mm-hmm. So I would I will hire for for competency and train for skill. Mm-hmm. I need I need that uh, uh, I need you to be uh, that you you have the you need to have the inbuilt attitude, good mm-hmm. attitude for customer centric attitude, and then we can train you for all the other ones. I like the third group, unwilling and unable. <laughs> Maybe you are unable because you are unwilling. <laughs> I'm just being mysterious. <laughs> you know, they don't so want to learn anything. Exactly, they can't so be bothered. To, they can't be bothered. They have become complacent. You understand? We're to tone talk. You know that kind of attitude. That kind of attitude. You know, so you need to have for customer orientation. You need to democratize customer insight. Mm. When you get that insight, don't sit on it. Share it with the business. Let them know what customers are saying about them. Let them know the challenges customers are facing because you are the holder of all that data. So they, they democratize it. Let it go to ESCO. Let it go to your, your boss. Let it go to the, the owner of the company, if it should be so, mm-hmm. so that they understand how their customers are feeling. Then they can make uh, uh, good decisions and strategic decisions about the customer. Then you also have to facilitate direct interaction with your customers. Mm-hmm. Talk to them. So that is service, uh, focus group discussions, mm-hmm. customer visits here and there. Mm-hmm. You need to hear from the customers directly. Feedback so sessions. To, exactly. Then you need to link employee culture to customer outcomes. Let mm-hmm. the whole company know that if we have a good customer-centric culture, this is how the customers are going to feel. Mm-hmm. This is how it's going to go, the ROI we get from it. And then tie the compensation to customer. Mm-hmm. Most organizations make that mistake. Their bonuses is, is based on revenue generation. But I know some companies in Ghana whose bonuses are based on customer satisfaction ratings mm. and net promoter scores. Do you know why? Because they have understood that the customer is it. So if our customers don't treat, uh, if our customers don't uh, um, um, how do rate us well, if we are being rated one and twos, why are you in the company? Why are we giving you a bonus? So the bonus is tied to the customer feedback mm-hmm. and then the revenue. Right. Exactly. So if we are able to do something like that, then everybody will set up because they know the customer is the one paying them. Mm-hmm. It is the customer's sentiment that is going to give you your annual bonus. Mm-hmm. You work towards that good sentiment for the customer. Where your treasure is. That is where your heart is. And you work hard <laughs> <laughs> at it. So, you know, those are the six ways we can build customer-centric uh, culture, you know. 
Very impressive indeed. Let's just chip in one more fact and then um, we'll get interactive. So those were the six, I think six or seven. I will probably go over them again uh, before we... Yeah, six. There are six of them. But then again, we also want to look at organizational accountability, isn't it? Yes. Right, so let's talk about that quickly before we get interactive. So what is organizational accountability? It is about holding employees and executives responsible and accountable for accomplishing customer-centric uh, uh, cultures and making decisions that deliver on these customer-centric expectations. So you see, it's both employees and executives. Mm. I always say, and in customer experience, we say the overall accountable for customer-centricity culture is the CEO. Mm-hmm. That is where the buck stops. Mm-hmm. He is the champion of a customer-centric culture and customer experience. Mm. That is where the backstop. So he is overall accountable. But we have to hold executives responsible, which most institutions currently do not do. Mm. It's critical to hold them responsible. How do you do that? First and foremost, put together a customer experience governance. Like we have governance for everything. Mm-hmm. We do have governance for customer experience. Mm. So you need to put that there. We have the core team. We have an executive sponsor. It can be the MD. We have a steering committee that meets on a monthly basis or quarterly mm-hmm. basis. We have a working group. We have ambassadors or business partners in every department. Mm. Put together governance. How many times you are going to meet? You know, have a policy. Everything that you do under governance, mm-hmm. have same for customer experience. For customer experience, yeah. That is how you drive organizational adoption. Then that's the first one, governance. The second one is align customer experience to other organizational areas. Mm. Break down the silos. We like working in silos. I'm finance. There's nothing customer experience about me. Mm-hmm. I'm IT. There's nothing customer. Break down that silos. Let them know that the customer is the focus. Mm-hmm. And after that, they map out the journey of the customer. Once you know the journey of the customer, you can build the processes on the journey. Mm-hmm. And then you go for the technology. That will bring the, the processes to life. Mm. So you have that three layers, and if you're able to get that three layers and get the responsible for each layer of that three layers, mm-hmm. you know that you've broken down that silo. It's interesting you talk about silos. I'd like to ask a question on the back mm. of that, but before we do that, we'll take a quick message from our sponsors. We'll mm. be right back. Equia has sickle cell disease. Kweku is battling with prostate. Auntie Mary has a family history of cancer. All these people have either inherited a genetic disorder from parents and present in the child at birth or even due to some environmental factors. Remember that genetic conditions affect all ages, economic, social and religious groups. Don't discriminate if they look different. Early detection may help early intervention and treatment. As we start the GA Genome Project, we invite you to join and follow our public lecture series and get free genetic testing and screening. For more updates and information on how to get the free genetic testing and screening, call 0302-959-246 or visit www.gagenome.org. Favorite on air business development program, Joy Business Masterclass, is in session, and you can interact with us on Facebook. 
via the Joy 99.7 FM or Joy Business pages. If you tweet, the handle is at Joy 997 FM or at Joy Business GH. Don't forget to hashtag JB Masterclass. You can also call us on 0302-216541 or send your questions and contributions through to the WhatsApp number 0551-111997 and our facilitators will address your concerns. Attention everyone, class is in progress. Welcome back. If you've just tuned in, this is Masterclass here on your Superstation Joy 99.7. We're interactive right now. Numbers to call 0302-216-541. That's 0302-216-541. You can also send us your comments on 055 We're talking about customer experience here. What's the one customer experience that you had this week? I'd like to hear it. And we're talking about organizational adoption and customer experience. Being customer-centric, that's what we're talking about. Pick up that phone, give us a call, 0302-216-541 or 055-11-11997. Do you have any motor vehicle of any kind? Because if you do, Goyle has some great news for us. Goyle, your oil marketing company of choice, keeps making life ever so convenient. Goyle now accepts Momo for all fuel purchases at key selected stations. Just remember to Momo it at Goyle. And that is not all. You can also use your bank card to buy fuel at Goyle, and this is made possible by APSA. Drive to any of our Goyle filling stations now and buy your fuel. Pay by Momo or a bank card, and you're good to go. Goyle, good energy. Goyle, Yenara, Yedia. GH Genome. Did you know that disorders like sickle cell disease, breast and prostate cancers have a genetic component? Genetic conditions affect all age, economic, social, and religious groups. The GH Genome Project includes public lectures on the Ghanaian genome, and free genetic health screening of sickle cell diseases, breast and prostate cancers. We invite you to join the GA Genome Project. Follow us and get screened. Early detection may help early intervention and treatment. For more updates, call us on 0302-959-246 or visit us at www.gagenome.org. GH Genome, our duty to decode. Phone lines are now open. Numbers to call 0302-216-541. You can also send us your comments on 055-11-11-997. Customer experience. What is the one customer experience that you had this week? We want to hear about it. Was it good? Was it bad? If you're an owner of a company, what is the customer strategy? What is the customer philosophy that you are running in your company? And what are the experiences that your customers have when they come and they deal with you? Do they want to come back? Let's share some thoughts. Life is too short to make all the mistakes yourself. So let's learn from other people's mistakes that we can all be better. Pick up that phone. Give us a call. 302 541 While we're waiting for the phone line to ring, you were talking about working in silos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, one of the challenges we have uh, as organizations, especially the bigger ones, mm. is working in silos. And I always ask, when, when I'm consulting for people, I ask them, as the people's executives sitting at the top, do you talk to each other? Mm. They say yes. And I say, so if you talk to each other, do you communicate it to your, your, your subordinates along the way? That is where the issue is. So they'll make all these nice decisions at the top. For example, uh, Matt Ketten is bringing out a new campaign. Mm. For example, IT is going to undertake a new uh, uh, system upgrade or whatever. Uh, operations is working on a new payments portal or whatever it is. You, the front line will always be the last people to know. Mm. Changes are coming in HR. Other departments will be the last people to know. But the executives are very well aware. They signed it off. Exactly, they signed it off. But then after that, what next? 
that is where the silos come in because mm. then only their teams are aware of what is happening the rest of the businesses are not aware mm. and if you if if that is how things are working how do you deliver the overall experience you at times you'll be in the front line and systems are down and it is customers that will call the contact center to let you know and that your payment time. system is down who's watching it who's monitoring it exactly. why are they not communicating why are they not communicating you yeah. are going to do a new campaign why are they not communicating to the front line? Mm. You'll be there and calls will start coming into the call center. Then you call it. What is happening? Oh, we have a new campaign going on. That's why people are calling. You understand? So not, we, not, 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 not. So we need to break down those silos mm. if we want a customer-centric organization. I got my first caller on the line. Good afternoon. You're welcome to Masterclass. Your name and... Good afternoon, boys. I hope you're doing well. Hello. Good afternoon. Afternoon, boys. Sorry for doing well. Thank you. This is Ajwan Joseph from China. Oh, Canada. my brother, how are you? I'm very strong. <laughs> good, good, good. Talk to me. I think the issue of uh, customer culture should be enlightened from time to come. Sometimes when you go to a certain community, then the business owners will say that, oh, as for this list, this is what they like. Oh, if you buy this, they won't buy. They always come and ask of this. So when they are filling in their stores, they have to make sure a particular product should be more in their shop. So the culture of buying should be discussed, I mean, later. Okay, before I come out to my customer experience, I have a brief question. If I'm buying online, and let's say I choose an item, thinking that the amount is supposed to be a certain amount of money, but when it came to me, not to me, what I saw on the internet is different from what the rider is telling me I should pay. If I end up not buying, how do I go about it in, in terms of paying the rider, the first rider? I mean, uh, does the owner of the item have to go along with me so that we share the cost of the ride? That is my question. And my customer experience yes. just yesterday, I was going to buy a bottle of water and I was pointing a particular water I'll be buying, and I think it's very good for me. There was a certain water I haven't tasted before. I don't even know of it. I just saw it just yesterday. But the owner was putting pressure. Buy it. It's nice. It's good. I know why I'm putting it on you. Buy, buy, buy. Ah, madam. So in the end, she ended up reducing it for me. And I said, okay, let me buy it and taste it. <laughs> After buying it, I could see that it is very good, as she was recommending. Mm-hmm. So um, it's rather unfortunate that I, I normally don't go there. So now whenever I meet that water, I have to buy that water. So I think uh, <laughs> my customer experience yesterday was very, very good. Brilliant. Thank, thank you very Brilliant. much for this program. Thank you so much, Hajima Joseph. <laughs> um, and his customer experience, I mean, if it's been memorable and it makes him want to go back, yeah, yeah that's, then it's that's good. That's what's important. Then it's good. He that's how he perceives the mm, whole situation. Mm, so mm. And he's talking about a bad, buy, a bad sale and how to handle... The payment of it, either the dispatch or the product itself. Well, so this is where I, I, I talk about uh, uh, how you, the third party services. Mm. You need to have processes in place. Most of the time, if you are an e commerce person or you are an online business, you have to clearly state the terms and conditions to the customer. Yeah. Let them know that they are the ones who are going to foot the bill for the delivery mm-hmm. or you are the one that's going to foot the bill. The product is X amount. Delivery exactly. is. Is this amount? Or you can say you can pay directly to the delivery guy mm. or you can um, uh, send it to me via mobile money. Whichever it is, mm. 
-hmm. you have to be very clear about it to the customer at the point of purchase mm. so they know what the decision is and they act on it. Mm. So he has every right to get back to the, 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 the company and tell them that I'm not happy with this mm. service or whatever it is. Yeah. I've got a comment on social media. You didn't add your name for me. It says, hello, please may I know if ECG is part of this customer service thing? I live in Osu and I've been given a new meter which I cannot purchase credit in my area unless I go to Accra. Um, okay, you didn't add your name. Uh, but this is a question from, is it Nancy? Nancy Apafo. Um, Interesting. <laughs> so, um, we Customer Experience Professional Ghana is an association. Mm -hmm. And so we invite everybody, everyone in the, uh, all organizations mm -hmm. and customer experience professionals and practitioners to join us. Um, I'll have to confirm if we have any ECG as uh, staff as our member. Mm -hmm. But I do think that if you have any challenges, you can always call their call center. Mm. Um, I've been informed they are very pretty good. So you can complain to them and they can pick it up and then work on it mm. for you. I expect that that should be done for you. Mm. Okay, so there you go, Nancy. Uh, I've got a caller on the line. Good afternoon. You're welcome to Masterclass. Your name and where you're calling from. Nanama, I'm calling from Boche. Good afternoon. Uh, sorry, Nanama, how is Boche this afternoon? Oh, everything is fine. Hello? Yes, talk to me, Nanama. You're alive. Okay, please, I want to ask an extra question. Hello? Go ahead, Nanama, go ahead. We're listening to you. Okay. The last I wanted to ask that, uh, if you are an employer and someone employ you to come and work for her at a salon, so the, maybe the time that a person is, oh, come and work is 7.30, but... Due to our traffic and stuff, so maybe you get to work around eight o'clock. But the moment you get there, the owner will be insulting you, using some bad words on you. So this is, you know, how will you the work? How will you go about it? Because you are not you are not learning it. You are doing work and pay, but she's paying you. Hello, Nanama. It's it's a brilliant question. Please keep listening. We will we will answer the question shortly. I okay, think... I have another question. Okay, go ahead, Nanama. Okay, my second question is, like, you order something online, you pay the money already, but when the delivery guy delivers it, the thing looks different. Maybe for example, you are buying rake, and you order, you pay, and they give you the delivery guy to deliver it for you. But when the rake came, the amount that you pay, you no, know, it's not like the rake. Maybe the the rake is fake. But you have paid the money already. So in this case, how will you go about it? Do you have to go straight to the shop? I, I don't know. So I want to... Thank you so much, want, Nanama. Yeah. Thank you so much. Please keep listening. She's got two questions. If you can just react very okay. quickly. So the first one, I always say that... I always tell my team, because I also work with people, when you know you are going to be late, the best thing you can do is alert me mm -hmm. of the delay. We are, we are human. We know the situation, the traffic and all that. So just let us know. Because maybe somebody is dependent on you. You are supposed to open the shop or you are supposed to come before somebody else, is le somebody else leaves. So please, Ananama, um, there are lots of things that uh, we do that naturally we feel like our, our bosses should understand. But we are human. So if you take the initiative, some of these things, to prompt early on, I'm sure that she will not be that upset. I am not holding brief for the boss.